At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast with Tim Benz, presented by Bet Rivers. Our first Pittsburgh CityCast with Mike Pursuta back with me, Tim Benz. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. We gave you a preview last week. We're back in earnest this week. For us, football season has begun. It probably did, Mike, a few weeks ago when the preseason started, but it was preseason for us too. We dabbled, but this is it. Football season starts with college, the last preseason games, over-under season bets are in. Uh, futures bets on rookie of the year can be made on MVP can be made. We are knee deep in it. And we're also seeing baseball lines about 420, 400, 380 on a daily basis. Those baseball lines are the surest indication that football is here. <laughs> it's getting uh, to that point in the baseball season where you got teams that are playing for something against teams that uh, have no uh, reason to be out there whatsoever. And uh, the lines are reflecting that, but uh, I got a question for you, Benji. Didn't we do one of these in Latrobe last week? Weren't we? Well, back so I said it was a preview. It was a teaser. It was a warm up. Oh, okay. And that was uh, our training camp too. Uh, did that Steeler uh, cover not count? Uh, against oh, it counted. Jacksonville Jaguars. Did uh, Mason Rudolph not lead them down the field against the future bag boys of America? Uh, <laughs> That money's green. This is week two, baby. This ain't week zero. Well, I, I just, I didn't know maybe if people were not betting quite as much in the preseason and maybe now that they know that we right. are in regular season form with sharp predictions like that. And another know. one, another weekend of preseason football coming up. Uh, you could say, oh, you got to be a degenerate to bet on the preseason games. That's fine. The money spends. The That's money right. The um, spends. It's much like the stock market. 
Stock market never takes a day off. We don't take a day off when it comes to <laughs> yes. taking a look at these lines. And let's hope that's the extent of our comparisons with the stock market. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be quite so wildly up and down. We'll just take the ups right now. And I do yeah. think something that Mike just said can be applied to this game as well against the Detroit Lions. And I think there will be more people joining the Bag Boys of America Guild after this game from Detroit. Uh, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook inviting you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same-game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect Bet Rivers combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with same-game parlays at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and make your baseball same game parlays today. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. We'll or get to baseball just later. Start betting on the preseason. Your problems <laughs> will be over. Well, you got to wait till next year, except for this weekend. But hey, we got this weekend, like you said. And, and if you can see the forest through the trees, Oh, I there are see some low-hanging apples that you can grab off of those I trees. See. I, I can smell them from here, Tim. I, it's got to smell the same against the Lions as it did against the Jags, right? Yes, it does. Now, for a different reason, this isn't a uh, future Bag Boys of America game. At least the first half isn't going to be. And uh, by the way, you know that uh, Kurt Warner is the president of their union. That's what I understand, yeah. The, the future uh, Bag Boys I believe of that was discussed in his movie, one of the three movies that were made about it. They yeah. merged with the... Uh, Shelf stalkers and the, uh, you know, anybody consolidation. Else. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like sag after that way. Uh, <laughs> are there benefits as awesome as ours are yeah, probably better. Here's what I like <laughs> about this game coming up. Uh, the starters will start as Bill Cower once so poignantly observed. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Dan Campbell told us on Monday through the Detroit media, uh, both teams have agreed to play their starters for about a half. The lions are playing all theirs except Jared Goff, who is not Joe Montana, but is, a, I think, a credible NFL quarterback. He is compared to the two guys who are going to be playing. If you've watched any of Hard Knocks or you're at all familiar with those schlubs, they are not. Pittsburgh's going to come at them with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, and who's going to come out of the bullpen like Mariano Rivera and shut that baby down? Mason Rudolph, in what I believe will be his final act as a Steelers quarterback, is going to win us some more money, Tim. Mason Rudolph is going to come in and throw cutter, 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 and we're going to get at least seven to 10 points on the board in the fourth quarter. And the Steelers, I think, are going to cover the four and a half against the Lions. I'm surprised it stayed as locked in of a line as it has, especially with the news that has come out about golf not playing. I think it went up a point after that announcement, but I thought it would be more. Um, And I also think that the line holding is a surprise in the sense that Tomlin said that Trubisky, then Pickett, then Rudolph would play on the heels of what happened last week with Rudolph closing out. For all these reasons, I thought it was good to get in early on that game because uh, the momentum, I figured, would go the other way and broaden the line out. It hasn't happened. The over-unders... The people that make the line have seen the Steelers' offensive line. That's a big part of it, potentially. Yeah, but then again, like how often is Aiden Hutchinson going to play? Now, it might be long enough to determine the Steelers' quarterback debate for you know Mike Tomlin without him having to make a decision like if I'm Mitch Trubisky I'm getting down let me put it to you that way oh he's getting out he's going to do the Houdini thing again and uh, develop his 
escapability skills because that is what he will rely upon more than anything else in the upcoming season, not his experience, not his arm. Uh, it's going to be uh, get me out of this somehow legs and then go from there. He has done, especially in that Jacksonville game, something that I talked about a lot. I think you talked about too. For as bad as he might have looked at times in training camp, you always had to keep in mind that he was better than I think the other four quarterbacks, three quarterbacks rather, at taking the drill for what it's worth. Like he tried to push the ball down the field. I felt I felt the whole training camp, he was the most sincere about letting the play develop, keeping it alive, but throwing the ball down the field, like trying to see on film, provide on film what it looked like for the coaches and for himself. And in those situations in a real game, he's going to tuck and run. And he's better than the other two are doing that. Yeah, and he was definitely that guy in OTAs as well. Um, I, I think this thing played out as anticipated. I'm not going to say it was predetermined. They definitely had a pecking order going in. They didn't line them all up on the goal line and have a race to the other goal line, and whoever got there first got to start. Uh, if you want to talk about who won the most days in terms of not making mistakes, it was probably Rudolph. If you want to talk about who made the greatest improvement from the start of camp to the end, it was Pickett. But if you want to talk about who had the biggest ups, I think it was Mason Rudolph, or excuse me, uh, Mitch Trubisky. And I think even in that Jacksonville game, he showed you what he's got. You know, he missed Deontay Johnson on the one scramble play where he got out on the wing and they just weren't on the same page in terms of where the route was supposed to go. But he also hit Johnson right in the hands on a very similar play and Johnson didn't catch it. Um, he, he, did a couple of three Harry Houdini uh, acts that, uh, hey, if he can keep doing that, that's going to really help. Uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, I'm just curious as to whether or not Mike Tomlin has a short leash or not. I would not. If he's my starter, I would ride him and uh, give him uh, all the opportunity that I would a normal starter. Uh, I wouldn't say as soon as he throws a pick, he's coming out. As soon as they lose a game, he's coming out. Or uh, just, you know, I would base it on feel and, and how it's going and how how that decision is normally made. But very impressed with Kenny Pickett, Tim. A uh, little better than I thought he was, and I think there's a little something to that uh, Kenny Pickett it factor, Kenny Pickett swagger, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett as the quote-unquote guy. Understand that. Still want to see it against uh, first-teamers from the Bengals or first-teamers from the Bills or first-teamers from the Bucks before I think it's equivalent to second-teamers from Jacksonville. You know, like, and, and I think we have a clearer picture of what that looks like with Mitch Trubisky. Um, I'm not overwhelmed by that picture. It's part of the reason why I think they're going to be about an eight-win team again That's this enough. year. That's What's, enough. It's, it's enough for the over. Yeah. It's seven and a half. Like we talked about, that number hasn't moved. The odds even haven't moved all that much since we last spoke. But I think that the six-game watermark to me is big. Those first six games, five of them are pretty difficult in one way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, be it going up against Belichick, be it a short week division road game against the Browns, um, you know, Brady, Allen, Burrow, you know, they're all in there except for the Jets. The Jets, they should win. Those other ones you can see as being pitfalls, which is why I think it's smarter to not have Pickett start and give him the opportunity to be the, you know, the guy that comes in on the white horse if things are going south after the first six weeks. Yeah, I've heard that theory bandied about. Uh, I'm more in the camp of 
two games and then a Thursday game right out of the shoot is a little much for me in terms of throwing the rookie. Yeah, me into too. The, into those kind of choppy waters. I mean, he still hasn't gone through in terms of how to prepare an NFL game and how to play against a, a full starting lineup, as you mentioned. He, Jacksonville had about half their guys in. And, uh, you know, decent pass rush team, Jacksonville. But uh, I think you and I are seeing uh, New England and Cleveland a little differently. I'm not uh, impressed with New England. I know it's Belichick, but, you know, without Brady, that doesn't seem to be the uh, – Shining star. Well, I'm talking about from an offensive point of view. Like you might be right. That could be a game that they win 13 to 12 yeah. or something like that. But I, you know, I also think back to a not very, not the best edition of the Patriots making Sam Darnold see ghosts. You know, like I think we could see that with Pickett. Well, you or won't with, with Trubisky for that matter. I don't, I don't think you will with Trubisky. And I think Cleveland uh, with that quarterback situation is a mess. Yeah, but again, that's uh, the other quarterback though. Like I, I'm just talking about how. How is the quarterback against the opposing defense from the perspective of who do you want to keep in there? That's another All right. One. Right. But you mentioned that first six game stretch and a potential Rocky start. I could see him beating New England, Cleveland, the Jets and Tampa here. Tampa, really? Yeah. All right. I'm a little less but, optimistic there. I also think Pittsburgh's defense is going to be pretty good. I now, hope it's better. I could be wrong. Inside linebacker could be the Jenga piece there or one of the outside guys could get hurt. But if they find a way to scheme around having one inside linebacker and Watt and Highsmith stay healthy, hey, Tom Brady's another year older, man. He can only throw sideways so many times. You know what I mean? How much do you think the over-under for the Rams would be affected if they actually did suspend Donald for a significant chunk? To me, that's that's a massive break for Los Angeles that for some reason the NFL doesn't adjudicate a situation like he got himself into by swinging that helmet against the Bengals players. Yeah. Did they come up with that right after somebody saw the video of helmet swing of helmet swinging against the Bengals players and somebody in the league office said, Oh, little, little known codicil in the favorite college annals, double secret probation. We can't do anything about this. Come on. Yeah. It's so just not written down. Is it people are, people keep using the word. The rule is, or the phrase, the rule is no, the rule isn't. It's just not written down. Like there's no, for whatever reason, they adjudicate and set out parameters by they, I mean, the, the NFLPA and the NFL in the CBA, when you can hit, how often practices are, how long they can be. You have to put this crap on your head. You have to wear this kind of jersey. You know, like they have all these rules, but they don't have a rule for discipline within a, a practice between two teams or, or they don't even have like a clause that says what happens in a game, discipline carries the same way in a joint practice? Or Godell just can't come down from on high and say that was a jackass thing to do and you're suspended X number of games. Right, because you could always put in the uh, conduct unbecoming or whatever, yes, right? Player you, conduct you policy? Yeah. yeah. They better like, watch this, though. This is becoming a thing. What, the fights in... in... The, no, the swinging helmets. Oh, yeah. I mean, exactly. that's, that's twice now in recent memory. They gotta Somebody's going to have to write it down. And oh, by the way, it's like the two strongest guys in the NFL that have done it. Yeah. I mean, it's a violent, dangerous game, but that is really uh, that you can't have that. Would you do away with the joint practices? Is that if you were commissioner, would you get rid I would. of those? I would. I just don't see the point of it because I, I think there's something to fighting and swinging helmets and pushing and shoving and scrums after the whistle that if you don't cost your team 15 yards, there's no discipline for it. You know, like there, yeah. there is something very tangible to the lack of discipline because that doesn't happen in a game 
only because players are afraid of getting in trouble with their coaches and losing the game with a flag. Otherwise, that would happen after every play. When there's nothing like that that exists, that's why you see these scrums all the time. And they're just, they're unmanageable anymore. Every one of these, you get tons of fights when they take place. Yeah, our buddy uh, Cam Hayward tweeted about that uh, recently. Uh, somebody asked him about it, and he said, it just degenerates into pushing and shoving and technique gets thrown out the window and everybody gets their blood up because you're defending the honor of your team or yourself. And it, what happened with the Bengals, it doesn't always escalate to that degree, but uh, I think it's more, uh, Hey, uh, you know, we're better than you. No, you're not. We're better than you. And uh, I think you can get the good work in, uh, in your own environment under your own structure. Uh, not to mention that somebody's got to travel for it. Who needs that in a preseason? Are you playing any other preseason games this week or just the Steeler game? Well, funny you should ask, Tim, because there's a team uh, down the road in Baltimore. Ah, that, right. That's right. we got to bet on the Ravens again. It has not lost in this 22 games in a row? Yes, it is. 22 and now. God bless John Harbaugh. They're playing the Washington Commanders. Uh, that's a six-point uh Spread, give or take, or uh, the money line's about uh, 260 if you want to go that way. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to win again. Now, I haven't been in on all 22 of these games, and that's what you have to always keep in mind with streaks when you jump on them late. You know, sometimes you get in just in time to watch the streak end. But yes, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ride the Ravens till they lose one. Uh, they care. Uh, a lot of people that they play do not. That is a distinct advantage in betting preseason. When you can find one team that cares and one team that doesn't, that is different than the regular season when both teams care. Yes, and from what I understand, people seem to be caring more and more every week in Baltimore. And if people care, then Harbaugh's going to care. And Harbaugh probably cared way too much about it to begin with. So I'm with you, and uh, I would bet on the Ravens this week too. He is Mr. August, Tim, the coach of August. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, he, I, have, I haven't studied any of the other ones, but that's, uh, I'll take, I'll take my Steeler game and my Ravens game and, and call it a weekend with the NFL. Your Ravens will win the division guy, right? No, I have not picked the winner of the division. Do you feel like picking one now? Are you waiting until after the uh, last preseason game? I mean, that's, I've, let's do it next week. Okay. It'll all right. Time. But I, I do, I do res for all the you know cheap shots I'm taking at Harbaugh because his name's Harbaugh and because he <laughs> plays for stupid records and plays to win preseason games. I think they are a hell of an organization, and I got I got a lot of respect for how they operate and what they accomplish. It's been tough to sniff through the over unders in the preseason, Mike. Um, you know, we talked about I think there's only four that stayed under in the first week, uh, and then it was almost 50 50 last week. If you looked at the range between like. Um, 35 and 40, you know, roughly what the point totals were. And then this week, we've already seen 17 nothing Chiefs over Packers and 17 nothing Texans over 49ers. By the way, this shows the impact of the preseason. The Texans are 3 and 0. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I was doing some uh, research on this recently. Uh, some of the Steelers down in Jacksonville were talking about the significance of being undefeated in the preseason. And, uh, Larry Ogunjobi said, hey, I don't care if you're playing Jenga or craps. Uh, if they're keeping score, you should win. It, it, there's value in it. Uh, the Browns went 4-0 in the preseason the year that they went winless. I think that was uh, 2017. Uh, but one more maybe to keep an eye on. And, again, I haven't checked on who's playing and who isn't. 
but the Rams traditionally do not care. Right. And now it's the Bengals after this past week. They're playing at the Bengals uh, after this fight. And uh, Bengals are, uh, I've got them at minus two and a half. Right That's what I'm looking now. at too. Yep. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there's an opportunity there as well. Yeah, I'll take the Bengals at minus two and a half. All the over-unders that I'm looking at, the highest one that I see is 41 and a half. The Steelers coming in at 39 and a half. The only other game that day is the Jets-Giants game. I feel like that one gets points from time to time uh, when the Jets and Giants play at MetLife. I might go over on that one. Yeah, this is a tough – it's just a tough one for that to me because I think a lot of people are in the Mike Tomlin camp. They haven't figured out this three-game preseason yet as opposed to four. He's openly admitted that he's hunting through this. Traditionally, this is the one where nobody plays and you just play all the guys you're going to cut. It degenerates into nonsense, but – uh, you know, Steelers and Lions are apparently taking it seriously for a half. Some other teams may have some different designs on that. Uh, so I'm not really sure, uh, again, other than the Ravens. And I think I think it's going to be a little something with the Bengals. I'm talking myself into that one. Uh, you know, they lost the Super Bowl. They just had that fight. Uh, yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're going to be defending the honor of Paycor Stadium. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the jungle. Why not? All right, when we come back, we will look at the first weekend of college football. The Duquesne-Florida state line is out. We've been waiting all week for it. We've got that. Hey, how um, about Duquesne soccer? Let's talk about that. Oh, let's talk about Duquesne soccer. We can even talk about pitch soccer this week, Mike, if you want, seeing as how who they beat. We'll discuss that in 30 seconds. Also, some baseball for you. That's coming up here on the Pittsburgh CityCast. Kickoff football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for all football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams or back your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on the Pittsburgh CityCast with Mike Pursuta. Tim Benz here as we get set for the final preseason weekend for the NFL and the first regular season of action for college football. A lot of preseason-type games. Uh, I've got a honey for you that I, I can't believe. It's staring me in the face. There's no way I can't play this game. We'll get to that. But, Mike, week zero action. The Duquesne Dukes, a mere 39 and a half point favorite at Florida State. That's it. I, I thought it'd be more than that. That's way low. I think the Dukes are getting respect for beating an FBS team last year in Ohio. Uh, they stayed within Texas Christian. It was about that. It was 42. It was close. They did cover, but it was close. I don't think people really respect Florida State all that much. Both teams, Florida State, TCU, were five and seven a year ago, but the Dukes, 39 and a half. I, I'm almost scared off, though. Like <laughs> I, I told you, it was going to be around 40. I mentioned that on the City Cast. I'll probably do it. I'll probably take them to cover. They're getting their quarterback back in Joe Mishler. They got a lot of the offensive line coming back. They got front seven guys that they know and defensive backs they know. Like they'll have 11 defenders on the field that at least know how to play college football that could keep this under 40 and not, you know, not in Florida in August. They won't, they're going to be sucking air by midway through the second quarter. After they give up 12 play touchdown drives, the first four times hey, Florida state has the ball. You know what? That, though, if, if it's 12 play touchdown drives, tick, 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 tick
Tim, save the juice. I'll take I'll take your action. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is plus they're still going to be drunk after beating Michigan one nothing in soccer. They'll still be uh, celebrating that yeah. glorious achievement, and uh, the focus won't be there. How about you and I suddenly become soccer fans today? Not just <laughs> soccer fans, but college soccer fans. You because Duquesne beat Michigan. I don't in know if Ann this Ar- was on the board in Ann Arbor. In Ann Arbor, season opener. It was one to nothing, and it was the first time that Duquesne had beaten a Power Five school since 2003 in that sport. And I think just the second time overall they had beaten a Big Ten team. They had beaten Ohio State once before. They had. So go Dukes on that front for you. And for me, everybody says, I don't like Pitt. <laughs> I love Pitt today. I love Pitt during the backyard brawl when I bet a lot of money on him. We'll talk about that too. But I love Pitt today because they beat Georgetown in soccer. Number seven, upends number two, Panthers two, Hoyas one. Go Rocky. Way to go. Anytime you beat Georgetown in anything, that makes me a happy camper. Yeah, so the soccer team season's off to a great start. Yeah, we're just going to uh, start about, betting on that. Are you following this? Uh, I'm actually going to Columbus next Saturday for the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. You are? Okay. And – I looked at it uh, yesterday. It was 15 and a half. Today, it's 17. I don't know why. If you're asking me, I don't know why. Was there news today around that? I just think everybody's jumping on Ohio State. I, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if there's something negative that came out about Notre Dame or something. You know, I, I think Notre Dame's one of the, you know, pretty regular playoff participant, but there's three, maybe four college teams that to me are head and shoulders above the rest. And Ohio State's in the upper tier, and Notre Dame is not. And I think Ohio State, coming off what for the Buckeyes was a profoundly disappointing year last year, they lost to Michigan and uh, didn't get to play for the Big Ten Championship and didn't get to go to the playoff, which is kind of rare because Ohio State's not won the Big Ten before and still gotten to go to the playoff, but it didn't happen last year. Um, they got that quarterback. They got uh, You saw what they have at wide receiver when the two drafted yeah. guys didn't play in the bowl game against Utah, uh, I think that could get ugly. Uh, that could look like a Notre Dame playoff game. Hang, you, in there, hang in there for a quarter and a half and end up losing 45 to 10. So you in, did you get in on 15? No, no, now I'm, you know, now I'm conflicted because I hate, I hate when I knew, when up. I know I could have had a deal and then I don't get like, yeah. I don't go buy a car when the guy says, Hey, you know, last week, this was $5,000 less. Like, <laughs> I do, I do the same thing with the odds, you know? Like, I, I hate myself when I miss on the odds or the spread. Either way, I get frustrated. I'm with you. I do the same thing. But uh, I think Ohio State's going to win. Uh, I do think they're about two touchdowns better. 17 gets into that dicey range where you're talking about going up against another good team that doesn't want to get humiliated and may keep its starters in there later. Um, but then again, we don't know what this coaching staff's going to be like, too. There's that, No, we too. don't. You know, we don't know how they're going to act in that kind of situation. We don't know how they're going to act on the sidelines during the game. Like, it's a little bit of a wild card. And we know one team has a Heisman candidate quarterback and a Heisman candidate receiver and maybe a Heisman candidate running back. And first and second round picks pretty much all up and down the starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, we'll enjoy that, by the way. That's that's going to be a fun atmosphere. Should in be. Columbus. I got a uh, nephew that's a lawyer in Columbus. He gets to go to all the good tailgates because he's a lawyer. He's oh, there's some of those. He knows how to run his mouth and talk his way into stuff. So, yeah, we're going to have a good time. <laughs> you know, with the little, the little Buckeye cookies 
uh, and the, the, the silver trays with the fire under them, heating the food and good booze. Beware the scotch eggs. Have you ever had a scotch egg? I have not. It's a hard boiled egg. All right. But I've had these in Columbus. When I was doing radio in Columbus, my job on the pregame show was to be like the tailgate guy. So like bounce around to the tailgates. Hey, look, there's Archie Griffin, you know, bounce around the tailgates, you know, Hey, look, there's Eddie George, that sort of thing. And like do alumni interviews or whatever. Hey, look, there's a football player getting punched. Hey, Woody, you got a minute. (laughs) Stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, or we go to the opposing, like, you know, I, I talked to the guy from Purdue that would bang the big drum, you know, stuff like that. So that's, not, that's what I did in the pregame. Tim, not the big drum, the world's largest drum. World's largest drum. Um, they have to jump to hit it. But from time to time, you know, and by time to time, I mean every week, I get tons of free food. And uh, this one tailgate I was at, they had scotch eggs. But they weren't like eggs you would get in the grocery store. You can do them with eggs that you get in the grocery store. But they had ostrich eggs. Like these friggin' like, it looked like something from the Flintstones. Like a giant friggin' <laughs> egg, right? And it was a hard-boiled egg. And then you hollow out where the yolk is. Uh-huh. You take the yolk and you roll it in cornmeal, bacon, and uh, whatever else you want to roll it in. But it's mainly cornmeal and bacon. And you put it on the outside of the egg too, and then you bake it, and that's how it's. Pre- and it's just like a heart attack. Wait, and you put hot sauce on it. It's a heart attack the minute you put it in your mouth. And I had two of them, and about halftime against Purdue, I thought I was going to die. I, I thought I was going to need cardiac help in the press box, and my cholesterol is pretty good. But I thought I was on tilt for the entire game. So I think that's overthinking it. Just uh, let me find. Uh... Uh, and I, I was down in Alabama about five oh, years cheese. ago. Of course, there's cheese on it, too. Of course. And um, I got into the uh, president of the university's party. Oh, down wow. In, down in Alabama. And you want to talk ornate and ostentatious. But uh, I'm more of a point me to the booze. Just give me a hot dog that I can hollow out and suck beer through. And I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> are you on board with that? Or are you as appalled no, by that as I, I was? was. I, I was appalled. Yeah. Yeah. I was appalled. I, like I love hot. The- I love hot dogs. I love beer. Not at the same time. No, there's no need for the combination. There's no need for the combination. Are you on board with me for Pitt in the backyard brawl? Yeah, I think they're going to lay the wood to West Virginia. I just don't think West Virginia is very good. I think think Pitt is really developing a pretty good program. Um, I do. You got them over eight and a half for the win total? Uh, you know, I haven't done the math on who they're playing and all that, but I I love the way they play defense. They, They begin with you know, let's smash the quarterback and see how good they are then. And I like that they can run the ball and throw the ball. And I agree with Narduzzi that it wasn't all just Kenny Pickett last year or the receiver. I think he's got some talent. Um, all I, I keep to... hearing about is how good they are along both lines of scrimmage. Yeah, and that's really where you start. And if you're really good along both lines of scrimmage, especially in college, you can get a lot done. And uh, I, I think that program's turned a corner. Now, I still think it was asinine to suggest that they would have won the peach bowl by 21. If Kenny Pickett played and by 14, if Nick Patty didn't get broken in half on like his third play, but Hey, he could say whatever he wants. His, his team is speaking loudly on the field. And I think will again, 
Yeah, until they play a Big Ten opponent and somebody brings those quotes up, and I don't yeah. think it looks quite as good. Let's see what it looks or, like against Or Western Michigan. Do they go back to Kalamazoo this year for the rematch? Or? <laughs> I think they might. I don't know. Let me bring up Pitt's schedule here. The zoo's this, a tough place to play. Because I think when you look at their over-under, I, I sort of fell in this trap, and I might modify my pick between now and the start of the backyard brawl. I'm going to leave myself the opportunity open. I was on the fence. I said under Eight and a half. I thought they'd be an eight win team, but the schedule is really not that difficult. Like, you know, they got a break in who they play and who they don't play in the ACC. And by the way, uh, Pitt is 17th to start. They've got West Virginia, Tennessee, Western Michigan is on the road, Mike. Wow. Road, well, that's uh, let's see here. 730 game on ESPNU on the 17th. Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Louisville, North Carolina, Syracuse, Virginia, Duke. They get Miami at the end. They don't have Clemson. They don't have NC State, who's supposed to be tough this year. So they do kind of have a break as it relates to the ACC schedule. Yeah, good year to be playing Tennessee at home, too, I think. They good year to be playing West Virginia at home. They caught Tennessee before Tennessee figured it out last year. Um, they can survive the zoo, Tim. <laughs> You've seen games there? Oh yeah. It'll be nuts. So I got respect for the Mac and uh, you know, that's a big game for them and uh, better be a big game for Pitt. You're a big 10 guy. I am. What, what do you think of Illinois this year? I think Illinois has been garbage for a long time and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Do you think it's even more garbage now that they're going to be starting a guy, at quarterback that couldn't make it at out my alma mater? I think it's par for the course. Uh, Wyoming's getting 14. Is that what you're saying? 14? It's up That's to 14? What, yeah. Did they suspend somebody? or? I don't know. It was it was 11 before. Here's what I think. I don't, Illinois might win the game, but Wyoming is, is a pretty tough-minded program. You know, they put those two linebackers, uh, Logan Wilson to the Bengals and a couple of years ago, and then Muma. Uh, they find scrappy cowboy-type guys. They got a good coach. Uh They'll be representative. They're not getting beat by 15 in Champagne. Nobody's getting beat by 15 in Champagne. I bet I remember doing this last year in September, Illinois against somebody just on the guise of there's no way they should be favored by that many points. I think they lost the game outright. They stink, Tim. Dick in Buck my time graduated watching, a long time ago. Yeah. In my time watching Tommy DeVito at Syracuse, at no point did I ever think to myself, well, we're down 14 points. I still think he's got a shot at bringing this one back. I never said that. So if he's starting 14 down, essentially, I don't think they're going to win. Yeah, they I'm might win, up. but for me, Wyoming would win. So I'm taking, I can't believe it's up to 14. I saw I mean, it at 11. You know how I am on money lines. I'm tempted to go plus 375, but I'm not going to right. lose, the, lose the game by well, 10 yes. and walk away thinking, well, I could have got paid. But instead, I'm paying just because I wanted to call the shot, say they're going to win outright. I don't care if they win outright. Losing by 13 or better is a win outright for me. I'll take it. This was my first challenge, my first pursuit of challenge in that regard. Looking at the line and saying, I love the line. I love the line so much. I'm going to take the team outright. No, I'm not. I I'm going to walk away. I'm just going to say, give me those points. I'm going to take a two-touchdown lead into the coin flip, and I'm going yeah. to be happy about it. It's just The other way is just hubris, Tim. It's just... It's just pride. And, and as, Mark D'Antonio, with you. as Mark D'Antonio once told Michigan years ago, pride cometh before the fall. He was Illinois, 
has uh, Wyoming, Indiana, Virginia, Chattanooga is their other non-conference game. I might go with the mocks in that one, to be honest with you. The other uh, one I got my eye on uh, opening weekend is Penn State at Purdue. Purdue is a three-and-a-half-point dog at home. You like Purdue getting the points? I kind of do. Be interested in watching that one because uh, Syracuse has Purdue later in the season. Purdue uh, can play offense. Oh, that's right. This was the uh, oh, this was the game that was part of the Joe Buck trade, right? Wasn't that part of it? Remember that that whole scenario? Like when no. Buck moved from Fox to ESPN, they gave them this game. Do you oh, remember that? They? Yeah, this I, was I, the I, throw in on the deal. <laughs> they gave it up because they had the backyard brawl. They had the Pitt West Virginia game. So they said, "Yeah, you can have the Purdue Penn State game. Give us Joe Buck." I just I don't know how that math works out. That's like too high level thinking for me, but I guess it does. That's, that's not advantageous for Penn State, I don't think, to be playing a season opener, a conference game on the road against a conference team that's not awful. Mike, let's get to some baseball before we wrap up. Uh, this starts, or I take that back, the last series should have started, and I guess I was just too knee-deep coming out from the Jacksonville game for the Steelers to really keep an eye on the upcoming betting lines for the Pirates, but uh, this is the second of what will be six consecutive series where don't be surprised if they get swept. I mean, like, it could be that bad for the Pirates coming up. They've got series against the Philadelphia Phillies starting this weekend. Then they got the Brewers. Then they got the Mets. Then they got the Cardinals. I'm skipping over a team. There's another team in there that's uh, in the playoff mix somehow. Uh, but they've got six consecutive series against teams that are over 500. Five of them are in the playoff. The Blue Jays. They've got an inter interleague game against the Blue Jays. That's the other one. Second most that's, runs in the American that's League. That's here, right? That's here, yes. If, if Manoa pitches one of those games, we have to go and sit behind home plate and wear Canadian stuff and just <laughs> chant his name. Actually, he's a Mountaineer, so uh, we'll wear West Virginia stuff. What we'll do is we'll wear Garrett Cole jerseys and just make him mad, and maybe he'll throw the ball through the backstop throw hundred miles an hour past him. Um, no, I just, I, I think the, there's layup lines to be had all over the place against the pirates over these next few weeks. Well, yeah. The only problem is they're going to, you know, crap themselves into a win here or yeah. there. And the, the and the Noah line, already pitched for the Phillies. So they're not going to see him. The lines are out of control. I'm looking today. It's uh what minus two seventy, yeah, give or take. Um, I'm using the pirates as parlay fodder. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, try to find one game that's 50-50 and couple it with the Pirates and you got a shot that's a little bit less costly if it doesn't work out your way. But I'm also enjoying watching them careen. Uh, the pedal is down. They've gone into fourth gear. They've gone into fifth gear uh, to get to 97 losses as quickly as possible and ensure that under 65 and a half hits. Uh, I was on that, obviously, before the season started, and it's just been delicious. When you get beat 14 to 2, and you're shooting off fireworks when a guy hits a home run in the ninth inning, and you're sending out alerts via email to the media that this guy just hit a single harder than anybody ever hit a ball since oh. 2015. You are slappy, Tim. The 122-mile-an-hour uh, single that went off yeah. the wall as opposed to the grand slam that left at 112 miles an hour to make it 14 nothing 10 minutes earlier right yeah, that, got, exactly. that got in the river right yes it did yes, that was number did. number 66 into the river i believe in uh, in pnc park history i don't know if i got an email on that let me look here because uh i came close yeah my ex bucko three team pitching parlay came one leg short mike uh 
Jordan Lyles, Jamison Tyon, the Orioles, and the Yankees came through for me. Unfortunately, Chris Archer did not against the uh, L.A. Angels. Did I not send you a text yesterday? That was Houston. Sorry, I took that back. Uh, Houston, yeah, yeah. Did I not say Astros minus because they were playing against Chris Archer? Yeah, you did. Did, did you, you did. not know I'm a Twins fan? I, I know you are. Did you, I, not, I, did you not take that to heart and say, wow, <laughs> if Pursuit is betting against the Twins, they must have no chance in this game. Well, what I did say, Tim, what I did Tim, say. It was, it was 4-1 to one after the first inning. Yeah, he was bad. He was bad he again. A, he got a... He, he got a double play to get out of trouble. Then he walked the guy and gave up a three-run jack. Oh, I'm out of trouble. Let me get in trouble again. I did, why did say we this... ever think? Why did we ever think that guy was going to be oh, a, an impact factor? I did say the smarter thing to do was just take New York straight and take Baltimore straight. Uh, Baltimore is actually an underdog in that one, as they so often are, and they the always – The Orioles are unbelievable. Yeah, they are a great underdog. Like, they've been on fire since late May. Great underdog, great against the run line. They are fabulous. So that's another, in either direction uh, on the run line, too, by yeah. the way. Throw it in uh, to pile up. But uh, I've been waiting for this one for a while. Uh, the Braves are playing the Cardinals this weekend in St. Louis. And our buddy uh, Jose Quintana is pitching. Yeah, so you don't like my, you don't like my three-team ex-Bucko parlay tonight, right? Because it's Quintana, Tyler Anderson, and Garrett Cole. Here's what I don't like about it. Uh, Quintana, unless he started throwing right-handed, pitches uh, lefty. And the Braves, Tim, are 28 and 12 against lefties this year. 28 and 12. And they've got Quintana tonight with uh, Strider. I'm taking that. Uh, oh, minus, Strider's, yeah. Minus that. 155. And tomorrow, Montgomery pitches for the Cardinals. He's been lights out since they got him. And I don't care. I'm taking Atlanta again. And then just to complete the... Uh, the playing of that series like Stradivarius, I'll go back and play Wainwright on Sunday. That's your guy, man. Uh, yeah, oh, I love that guy. Get used uh, to that habit of going every five days then because uh, they've got some games against the Pirates, and we all know what he does against the Pirates. Yeah, get it while you can. Cash in. Uh, is he said he's retiring? Is this it, or is he considering coming no, back? No, I, I thought the last thing I had seen on that was he was still leaving it up for debate. Okay, when Molina's done and Pujols are done after this year, right? Well, after the way Pujols is closing, he might come back for another year. Or if he just comes up at like 698 home runs? Uh, maybe. Which, if he does, I think he should come back. I, I don't care if he gets to 700 and quits next April. Uh, just get that, to 700. That guy's remarkable. He deserves that, I think. Uh, by the way, if you wanted to go then with just Anderson and Cole, what's Tyler Anderson up to now? It's at least 12 wins at 13 wins. He's 13 and 2. Uh, if you want to go with Anderson and Cole, uh, they're against Miami and Oakland, and uh, our parlay calculator is down. Whatever it is, <laughs> I'm sure it's through the roof, but you might be able to come back closer to even money with those two. And, hey, look, whether it's Tyler Anderson, whether it's Jamison Tyon, like I know we have devalued wins statistically, Mike. I have I not. You know, I, I do think in the gambling world, when you see the team, like, if they're good enough to keep their team in it, a lot that they're winning 13 and 12 games before you get to September. Those are guys that are pretty good to bet on, even if their ERAs and some of their other pitch metrics aren't the best. Yeah. And you can always hop on baseball reference and just check their game logs. Cause they keep the team's record in the guy's starts, even when he gets a no decision. And you know, if you've got 10, 11, 12 wins, chances are your team wins when you get a no decision. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, but that, that Braves lefty thing is real, man. 
It is 28 and 12. Find me a bet that pays off 28 out of 40 times. You're in. You, you're, you are making money on that. And that's one of the ones that uh, I was talking about in our previous incarnation back in the springtime. And uh, one of the few ones that held up the, the little trends or metrics or I don't want to say analytical uh, plays, but uh, analytical plays. The topic of gambling, how do you think Kessel's going to do in Vegas? Oh, awful. <laughs> That's I just got the, disaster written all over it, doesn't it? Bet the under on everything but hot dogs <laughs> eaten. He's going to be going right from the card table to the rink. And smelling, back again. Smelling like smoke. Of course, it's not going to affect his conditioning. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Our first full show back. After our maiden voyage in Latrobe, glad you're a part of it. Uh, we will be uh, taping up on Fridays. It looks like, for the most part, moving forward. Well, we'll be light on our feet, Mike. You know, Gotta like be. after Thursday games, we'll be nimble. You know, things like that. Holidays, trips, things of that nature. Uh, so we'll make sure we work around it as it needs to be worked around. But generally speaking, Mike and I will partner up on Fridays. Uh, to get you ready for the NFL season. Uh, we won't get to the Thursday games, but um, we can recap them and tell you where we screwed up here and there and look into the Saturday college football slate as well. This I can't is- believe you did not bet against Minnesota last night. That I did not bet against Minnesota? I can't believe I. Well, I thought about it. Like, what I thought I about mean, doing I- is for fun is to get the parlay in and then bet against Minnesota on its own. Like, I should have done that. Hedge, but I, yeah. Yeah, just to hedge a little bit. I should have done that. I, I threw the ball right to the rim. You, all you got to do is catch yeah. it. Yeah, but she it. threw it to a five-foot-six guy. <laughs> we'll be back next week. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast.